Welcome to the Filmed Live Musicals Podcast, a podcast about stage musicals that have been legally filmed and publicly distributed. The Filmed Live Musicals website contains information on nearly 200 musicals that have been captured live. Check it out at filmedlivemusicals.com. And now, on with the show. On May 2nd, streaming live on stellar tickets from New York City's Le Poisson Rouge, Titanic, the maiden voyage concert, reveals what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night, as told by Celine Dion, who hijacks a Titanic museum tour and recharts the course of Titanic's beloved moments. The parody musical features Celine Dion's most iconic hits, including My Heart Will Go On, It's All Coming Back to Me Now, and All By Myself. I feel like I almost have to sing those. You do. <laughs> you you can't do. Speak them. <laughs> Sung by a powerhouse cast including Marla Mendel, Constantine Rizzoli, Alex Ellis, Frankie Grande, Kathy Deach, Kyle Ramar Freeman, John Riddle, Randy Blair, Courtney Bissett, and Jalen Steele. Jaylin has worked on cruise ships around the world, performing in After Midnight, Rock of Ages, Smokey Joe's Cafe, Shout, Burn the Floor, and her very own cabaret. She has performed extensively in regional theaters around the United States, the national tour of Fosse, off-Broadway in Sisters the Musical, and in 2019 made her Broadway debut in The Lightning Thief, a Percy Jackson musical. Welcome, Jaylin. Yay! <laughs> I forgot I did all of that stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. So thrilled to have you. Yay. So first up, what made you fall in love with musical theater? Oh, I think, well, as my mom would say, I was a very excited child. <laughs> It was her sweet way of saying hyperactive. Um, And so I got involved in just about everything um, in school that school had to offer. So I was in sports. I was in this. I was in that. But it wasn't until I started doing um, theater sort of in high school that I really, really started to enjoy and kind of find my place and and find where I fit in. And uh, we did a musical, Little Shop of Horrors. And I was, of course, one of the chiffons, <laughs> or one of the Ronettes. I was chiffon and one of the Ronettes. And, um, and I just, I think I had just so much, there was just kind of like an energy within me that I was like, you know what? I really, I really want to do this. And so when deciding my major in college, uh, my dad kind of asked, he's like, hey, you know, if, if someone asked you to do your job at three in the morning, what would you have no problem doing? And I was like, I can sing and dance <laughs> and act. <laughs> so that's kind of the, the deciding factor there. And I just uh, anytime I'm on stage, it's just it's so innate in me and a part of me and who I am. I just get such a joy no matter what I'm going through. It's just such a joy to be able to perform and kind of, you know, perform for people and <laughs> take them out of this crazy reality we're living in and bring them into this wonderful world of musical theater. So that's, that's kind of how I fell in love with it. <laughs> it was meant to be from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so did you grow up in New York City or where did you grow up? I actually grew up in a little town called Lamarck, Texas, and it's down by Galveston area. So uh, in between Houston and Galveston, a little one horse town called Lamarck <laughs> sort of grew up there. Um, and I love Lamarck. Lamarck was like one of those places you leave your front door open. Everybody knows everybody kind of thing. Uh, we had a, 
actually a really good sports program. I think our football team went to state, our track teams went to state, like a lot of our sports, uh, sports and everything. And then finally, uh, we went to state for one act play. And uh, <laughs> it was great. It was, it was so exciting. My um, theater teacher, Mr. Sheffield, he kind of nursed us. It was his first teaching gig, actually. Uh, he kind of, of, of brought the theater together. And then by the time I was a senior, we made it to state. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, it was. What does making it to state mean? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Texas, such a competitive state. I just think everybody knows <laughs> what happens. So in, in our um, sort of competitions, we have the districts compete against each other. Then the regionals compete against each other. And then finally, everybody who's won those regionals will come in and compete against each other in state. And so uh, we were able to make it all the way to that level. And they hadn't done that in Lamarck, I think, in over 20 years or 15 or 20 years. It had been a while since they had done it. So we were able to go to state. And I think this year, this past year, the Lamarck one-act play went to state again and i was like yay <laughs> finally and what is so it's a competition, it's a competition. And, what, and so what, what is what are you competing one for one act play so what we generally do is so the the you have uh, what is it about uh it's 40 minutes i believe to put on a a play in one act so i think uh we did the hypochondriac of uh, moyer and um uh what you generally do is they have a, a set you have a, a a basic set that you have to build your pylons on you can put your your extra things on uh these set pieces and stuff like that you have 40 minutes to do your show and then strike it all and get out of there. And it's <laughs> every school district that competes and everything like that. There's a judge. They tell you, you know, this was great about it. This is what's wrong with it. This is da, 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 da. But it's just co- sort of competition basically. Uh, and we had made it f- through our district. We made it through the regionals. We did it uh, uh, semifinals and then states like the finals or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> wow. We, uh, there is nothing like this in Australia. Yeah. We have like uh, theater festivals uh, and and things like that, but there's no... Not a competition uh, sort of thing. No competition. Leave it to Texas, sweetie. <laughs> we turn everything into a competition. <laughs> <laughs> and what a cool way to meet other people from other schools and like find your theater community. Yeah, that was that was another thing about it. We though, though we were competing against each other, we, like we learned a lot from a lot of different parts of the state, like the way certain folks did, you know, certain uh, material. I think what was it the Crucible had gone through and into the woods with no music, which is very interesting to see because <laughs> you can't do any music in a one act play. It has to be just straight acting. Yeah. And there it's, there's so many rules and regulations. It's, it's, it's kind of hilarious, but amazing at the same time. But yeah, Mr. Sheffield, my uh, high school theater teacher, he took several, uh, several of the school years to like different levels. And I think prior to us going to state, I think the farthest they had gotten was uh, regional semifinals or regional somewhere along there. But we went to state. I got best actress too. And I was <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, little old, little old me. <laughs> the accolades started rolling in from a young age. <laughs> I was just having fun. 
<laughs> yeah, but it was it was great. It was, I think they held them in Austin, Texas, and it was just it just came as a shock to us because we were like we were just loving what we were doing. So you know the whole competition aspect of it. It was it was great, but uh, at the same time we were just having fun. So <laughs> it was awesome. I wonder if that's something that will be or in the past year has been streamed. So many high schools, the licensing has changed over the past year Mm -hmm. and high schools are now streaming their shows online. And I think that's a really amazing opportunity. Yeah, I think so too. I would love to see like the one act competitions now as opposed to many years ago. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I graduated in 98. So that was, uh, that was the year that we won um, state. So many, many years ago, I now look back and they're like posting pictures of this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so long ago. (laughs) But it's okay. It's amazing how the technology has changed at that time. Like, Social media didn't exist. The, the internet barely existed. Barely. I mean, it was it did exist. It was dial-up. <laughs> you had to wait for that. That sound. Before anything happened. Titanic was first performed in LA in 2017. Yes. And at the Green Room 42 in 2018. When did you first become involved with the show? Actually, 2020. I know that was it's it was fresh off of uh, uh, the lightning thief. We just closed uh, in January. Getting back to real life and reality, uh, you hit the audition circuit, and um, I was—I think I was doing like two or three a week at least, you know, at the time. And you know, everybody's always like, "Oh, once you get one Broadway show, you—you know—you just get another." Da, 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 da. And I'm here to tell you that's not the case for everybody. <laughs> not the case for all. So uh, auditioning and auditioning, and uh, funny enough of. Ty had called me. He was like, we're holding auditions for Titanic in, uh, what was that? I think it was right in March or February, somewhere in that area. Oh, no, no, no. It was in February. It had to be before, um, I think, early February. And so I was like, uh, yes, I'll be there. You know, not thinking much of anything. But then we got into that room and the material and the the production team, like everybody was so fun. And you just, you felt like you could just do whatever, act the fool. (laughs) And it worked. (laughs) It worked. It worked with the show. And so I would say that like, just with that experience of the audition itself, I knew that the show, I mean, it doesn't take itself too seriously at all, but it also like, it's amazing because of the talented cast they have involved. It's, it's crazy. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I'm just excited to be a part of it. <laughs> oh, it is such a stellar cast. Given Celine Dion's incredible uh, catalog of music, what did you sing a Celine Dion song for your audition? I did. I, I auditioned for, uh, what was it? Uh, well, I sang, River Deep, Mountain High, but that's Tina. <laughs> uh, but I also did All By Myself. They had me sing that one, which is the um, and Molly Brown, Molly Brown's track as well. Uh, and luckily they gave us, they actually gave us like several different keys. And I was like, I'll take the low one, please. <laughs> <laughs> to that own self be true. <laughs> so... So, uh, but yeah, that's, I, I usually don't, don't, don't really touch Celine because she is 
so amazing and held in such high and like just you know it's it's the same reason why I don't go for too many Patti LaBelle songs or too many you know they, there's a certain caliber that you got to make sure you portray when you sing those songs or else it feels like disrespect so <laughs> so I I choose I choose my Celine songs carefully <laughs> prior to singing them and presenting them to the world <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> You, so you're yet to start rehearsals. Yes. When when do you head into the rehearsal room? We head into we don't head into the actual room room until uh, two days before, three days before. Yeah, uh, what we're doing is a sort of the Zoom aspect uh, of rehearsals, which will be it'll be new and exciting and fun, <laughs> but it'll mm-hmm. also give us an idea of you know what we're working with. And I think with this group, because so many have done it before, they probably don't need too much, you know, uh, sort of going over. It's just for us newbies, <laughs> us newbies have to, uh, to get it, get it quick, <laughs> but I'm used to that. I, I, I've, I've done it a couple of times in, in my career now, uh, sort of having to come in and be like, okay, where's everybody at? All right, let's do it. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> sort of makes it fun. <laughs> what advice do you have for folks to pick up music quickly? Uh, repeat, repeat, repeat. <laughs> That's, that seems to have worked for me. I, uh, anytime I'm going into a show, cause uh, sort of the same thing happened with Lightning Thief. We went in and I think, uh, was four cast members that had already done the show before. And then three of us had never done it. And so there's a lot of material in the Lightning Thief. <laughs> a lot of the this and that and go here and put this there and sing this note and do that. There's a lot. There's a lot. Luckily with this, there's just the the book, uh, the music. I think there's going to be a little little bit of choreo in there, but uh, just kind of concert style, you know. Um, but uh, but it's having to do all of that. I I would go home and whatever materials I learned that day, I just drill, 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 drill until I was like dreaming about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which usually happens anyway. It's like might as well get some some good use out of it. So I, I just, I drill and drill and drill until I don't have to look at the music, but it, it's kind of funny anytime you do that. And then when you get in the room, sometimes it's there, sometimes it all goes right out. Exactly. <laughs> goes right out the door and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you end- I mean, I have to put choreography with the right. singing now. And <laughs> what is a left foot? <laughs> Which left? My left, your left, the other left, my other left. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stay, stay <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So there's there's quite a bit, quite a bit of of of, of sort of memorizing and and doing it quickly and and just repetition because once you get it in your mind and your body, then so it sort of falls into place. <laughs> muscle memory yep, kicks in. Yep. 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 <laughs> So right now, before rehearsals start, mm-hmm. you're learning music on your own? I'm kind of, well, I called Ty uh, to ask him. I was like, I need to see the show. <laughs> Mainly because I knew we were doing this. And also, uh, I just, I am such a nerd when it comes to learning material. I'm like, I want to know everything before I walk into that room. So I don't look like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> 
I mean, most of the time I don't, but I want to at least, I want to at least look like I know what I'm doing. Uh, but no, I, I do that just got to get ahead and get a, the lay of the land and how the music is going to be. Because of course, when you get in the room, things change and you have to be able to adapt to that as well and know that, oh, wait, I'm not singing this note anymore. It's going over here. And you know, everything, everything usually changes until like May 2nd. Uh, 7 30 p.m <laughs> i'm pretty sure <laughs> i think that's happened with every single one of the shows i've done like we have everything set and then like the day of <laughs> we'll get something changed <laughs> but that's live theater wow. that's that's you know something i've gotten quite used to as far as just being able to adapt and 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 go with the flow and know as soon as you get out there it, it could be something else entirely so <laughs> With previous shows you've done, mm-hmm. um, a lot of them had already been like performed on Broadway or um, were like a kind of well known. Mm-hmm. Did you seek out recordings of them, like as part of your prep work? Like you like to know? I did, I did, I always do, mm-hmm. I always do, because I like to know what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> And prepare mentally and physically. I I have to prepare because I I I know people that can kind of just be like, ah, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, it is what it is. But I think I'm a little uh, type A in that way of like having to know. Okay, this is what's gonna happen. This is what's gonna happen. Because if anything does happen on stage or does happen here or there, I've already got like two or three plans in my head. <laughs> Because I know, I know how to get from here to here, and with with being familiar with the show and being familiar with the material, that always helps. I mean, there's I don't think there's ever there's ever a situation unless somebody's going in a totally different direction, uh, and knowing what you're doing is you know it's usually a good thing. <laughs> so I try to I try mm. to find recordings and see what other people have done. Nine times out of ten. I I get a chance to see what they've done and then I get a chance to add a little bit of myself into whatever I'm going to go into. Uh, I know with, with, um, with lightning thief, Carrie had done the role. Funny enough, Carrie had also done sisters, which is another, the same role that I did too. So I was just following Carrie around. (laughs) Uh, Carrie compare. I was just following her around. Um, and ended up uh, uh, just kind of seeing what she does and then putting my own little thing into it. And I'll draw from other performers and things like that and put a little something different to it. So it's not the exact same thing you're going to see, but it still stays true to the material and stuff like that. So, yeah. So that's that's what I'm hoping and- to do with the ensemble. Ensemble. <laughs> 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 Are you listening to recordings or watching video? Watching video. Yeah, watching video. Mm. I have a feeling that uh, some of the music and things are going to change just to kind of, um, you know, see what's, uh, well, we're in a different time now uh, and different different place and space in life. So I think a a few of those things will change. And I believe the ensemble was uh, two guys and and a girl, I think. Uh, I think they had, yeah. Uh, uh, but now it's just uh, me and Courtney. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Little I'll take bit, the low notes. Different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Team Alter forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 
Do you know when you get into the building what the COVID protocols are going to be? I know they're 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 going to do some tests. They're going to do. They have us actually. The reason why we're starting a week earlier is because they want us to quarantine. So they kind of want us to quarantine once we start the Zoom rehearsals and things. So I I think funny enough, I believe we all are in the same headspace as far as that goes because nobody's playing with this. <laughs> I, I told Ty, I was like, I I I will I'm down only if everybody is is gonna put that work in because I don't I don't play. I don't play and I don't want anybody else to play. Cause it's a very it's a very dangerous situation. I know a lot of people have different mm-hmm. feelings about it, but and on my end I feel like it's something you know, I wear a mask even when I jog. I know I like everybody's like, oh, you outside and da da da. I'm like, I don't care. I I don't want anybody to you know to 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 think that I'm gonna give them something and I don't want to get anything back. So this just out of respect. It's just out of making people at ease. I wear it all the time. <laughs> I wear it all the time, and it's just one more defense uh, and to into getting out of this situation because we've been in it so long because there's been so much this and misinformation and that. And I just feel like people, we've got to empathize and we've got to, to come together now. It's, 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 it's affecting all of us in the arts, like having to do this new normal of learning how to do zoom and learning how to edit your own videos and learning how to do it. It's a great thing, but at the same time, there's nothing like getting on stage and performing live for an audience for people to get that feeling, that connection and things like that. So I want to get back to that and, and I feel like just doing my part of making sure that, you know, everybody's okay, everybody is safe, you know, and I know everybody on that that production team feels the exact same way. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> when, so so you'll be doing Zoom rehearsals from home. Mm-hmm. When you say quarantine, like, it's not like you're all going into a house together. No, no. <laughs> uh, they, well, not, not so much as that, just kind of self-quarantine in, within ourselves, like making sure mm-hmm. that nobody's like going to do a 200 gig, po- 200 people party or anything like that that week. Just everybody keep me being conscious and, and, and remaining. I, I, I'm not sure. I think the production team might be quarantining themselves <laughs> like they might all be in a house together uh i'm not sure i i, I don't know for sure for sure but I, I feel like that might be the way because there's a lot of people from like la and a lot of people from uh different parts uh coming to new york to do it so mm-hmm. i think that's one of the main reasons why we're trying to quarantine and just be safe and i think everybody's in the same mindset because we didn't want to do it if if folks didn't feel that way you know so so I I feel confident about everybody being on the same page with that and being safe. <laughs> and yeah, it's really being... great to hear that from a performer's perspective. Yeah. I know the St. James mm-hmm. Theater on Broadway uh, last Sunday had a they hosted a pop up performance, oh. and for the front of house staff, they had to have a rapid test before they were coming into the theater, yeah. and everyone was required to wear masks and face shields mm-hmm. and from the people I spoke to, it was, it felt very safe yeah. and like yeah. the, the highest precautions were taken yeah. and yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's really, 
It's yeah. a new it's a new normal. It's a new normal that we've got to get used to in order to come back safely because this is a lot of people's livelihoods, you know, and 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 the sooner we get this under control, the sooner we can go back to to at least a new normal <laughs> and getting back to performing and and doing live theater and it's I will say it's so different doing something via video uh, because you don't have the feeling of that audience member seeing that little kid gasp whenever the uh, you know minotaur comes over and gets you. You know, it's like, it's like there's something different when you're performing and you don't get that response or that energy back from from an audience. So it'll be it'll be nice. I mean, it'll, I'm gonna love being in the room with other like minded people. <laughs> safe like-minded people but at the same time we're gonna miss that audience aspect but at this point i'm just excited to get on a stage and perform (laughs) i'll bet speaking of audience so it will just be live to the at home it or the live to the at home audience there Mm -hmm. won't be an in-person audience no i don't think so no i I don't think so. I think it's just going to be the uh, uh, live stream um, aspect of it. As far as I know, mm-hmm. could be something different. <laughs> T- TBD. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. TBD, TBD. As far as I know, the audience is, is going to be at home, which is amazing. I know I, I, I talk about, you know, wanting to get back into the theater, but the one thing I have kind of appreciated is being at home to enjoy some of these shows. So I don't have to pay $20 for a glass of wine when I'm there. Can you think of um, (laughs) what you've been watching? Like, can you recommend anything or share something that you've loved? These have all been like gala performances and fundraisers uh, for the most part. Uh, The Sharon Playhouse, I actually was a part of that one. Uh, And then there was one, oh gosh, the Black Repertory of Kansas theater. Uh, I was a part of that one too. And just watching that one, um, a theater works had a gala as well. So it's just nice to kind of do, do those. Of course I watched Hamilton on, uh, when it came out on Disney plus. Um, but I, I gotta get into, cause now I just downloaded the, what is it? Broadway on demand. I just mm-hmm. downloaded Broadway on demand, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that one. I don't know what I'm gonna watch first. I'm just I'm gonna do like well, Netflix you, and just flick through and see. <laughs> you need a, um advice on what to to watch. I there's a whole database in the Film Live Musicals yes, website. I saw that. I saw that. I was so excited <laughs> when you told me about it. I was like, oh, okay, let me see kind of what what what's going on here because I always like to know, you know, what's what's happening. And then I saw the database at the bottom. I was like, are you kidding me? This is like all of Broadway <laughs> right here in one place. It's and what's amazing. so cool about it, what I've loved about the pandemic mm-hmm. is that uh, it, it's made content from around the world available. Oh, nice. It's not I just did see the, the West End. Yeah. yeah. That West is- Australia, Japan, Korea. There's shows from all over the oh world. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm getting on that then. I'm getting um, <laughs> As soon as we're done here, I'm getting on that. <laughs> That's awesome. So you mentioned earlier about, well, you, you mentioned two things that piqued my interest of not having to pay $20 for a glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also this idea of the audience sitting at home and something Titanic is doing, which is very cool, is 
having special packages. Yes. Where you can have, uh, so there, I love the names of them, the Jack and Rose, the Icebreaker, the Ship Faced. With the yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and they include cocktail recipes, syrup, bitters, garnishes, and mixers provided by Shaker and Spoon. Yeah. And the chance to meet the cast and crew after the show uh, via Zoom. Yeah. So what do you think of the current state or the future of like interactive virtual events. That's what's going to be. I think they, they were so smart to do that. I feel like it's, it's a kind of special way of being a part of the show and still like having that like special treat of a cocktail, first of all, <laughs> a cocktail. And then one that's actually dedicated to the show. That's, I feel like that right there is it's just going to make the experience more special and, and feel more kind of uh, tailored to each, individual like it i i think that's kind of where where online is going anyways it's making each other feel well making each person feel special and kind of in its own unique way but i think i, I think it's a, actually a, a great way of of including everybody and making them feel special in each performance so i, I like it <laughs> there's something very human about like not just watching a show mm-hmm. but like sharing food sharing drink yeah. it's it's like Communal. the essence of human connection mm-hmm. My husband and I watched earlier in the year, there was an amazing show, and I'm blanking on the name of it. Oh, Bollywood Kitchen oh. from Geffen Playhouse. Yeah. And it was a one-man monologue, essentially. <laughs> this guy who he learned how to cook Indian food. He was born in the U.S., but his parents were Indian immigrants. Oh, wow. And part of the show, you could um, – you could you could just watch the show, or you could also have um, a box sent to you with ingredients, with ingredients and you could cook, cook along? along, and you you cooked with him, and it was all live. Oh, that's awesome! And it was hands down one of the most exciting, like extraordinary experiences, and it was really beautiful yeah. because it it was like theater. It was watching him tell his story, yeah. but it was interspersed with footage from Bollywood musicals and pictures of his parents oh, and his family. Awesome. And, and he was literally in his New York apartment and like moving around his kitchen and onto his couch and, and telling that us stories. Amazing. And it was all live and he interacted. You could also up to interact live with him on zoom. Uh-huh. So we didn't opt for that part, but yeah. other people, you know, we watched people and he chatted with them. Yeah. And like, How's the cooking going? Yeah. Do you have any questions? That is awesome. The smell of this beautiful Indian food that we cooked (sighs) while we watched this show. Like it was so moving and so powerful. And so when I saw the packages for Titanic, I was like, yes, Yes. that's so perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think that that is is such a smart idea. It's so great because – and just being able to like, like you said, cook with your husband at home, smell that food. There's so many times I'll be watching a show because I watched 87 bake-offs and <laughs> cook-offs and top chefs during <laughs> during 2020. Like, and I'm just like, oh, I just <laughs> my mouth is watering. I want to taste whatever you're making. So to be able to like cook that and and watch and experience that that's got to be awesome oh man i i i need to find out how to do that (laughs) i'll show people how to make my my pecan cheesecake or something like that (laughs) caramel pecan cheesecake (laughs) turn it into a show can you incorporate food into your i gotta see maybe maybe I learned I learned to bake and cook so many things. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Like I when uh when we were um at the 
oh gosh, Long Anchor Theater, uh, we would always have times where people would just bring in baked treats and things like that. So I would already do that. And so now that I've had like a good year of cooking and baking and perfecting recipes, I feel like I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to do it. I think that would be such a fun idea. I'll have to find some music to kind of cater around rosemary bread and pecan cheesecake. Some rosemary Clooney or something. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. We'll do it. Hey, Mambo. I put some Italian spices in there too. Yeah. We'll we'll put we'll workshop that. Thank you, Louisa. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> I'll I'll just take a credit in the, yes, in the yes, program. Yes, yes, yes. We'll put we'll put a credit. We'll even give you a percentage. It's it's fine. It's fine. Perfect. <laughs> you awesome. mentioned earlier about learning over the past year to use uh editing online and editing content. And so in addition to baking, what other skills have you picked up as a performer over the past year? Well, I started off with the highest of intentions. <laughs> I, I, my mom, it's such a shame. My mom is actually a piano teacher, but who do you think sat down long enough to learn piano? Not me. I would run around <laughs> instead. I mean, I picked up some basic things, you know, and then in college we had piano class and things like that, but it had been so long since I like properly touched a piano. I actually downloaded one of the, it was like simple piano or something like that to kind of learn, relearn my basic skills. I think I did that for about six months. I mean, I got my sort of sight reading back and things like that, being able to to do piano and uh, Spanish, <laughs> learning Spanish, which again, learned some basic things in high school and stuff like that. But I live in a Spanish neighborhood and every time like they, I just, everybody automatically thinks I <laughs> speak Spanish. And I always go, see, you're like... <laughs> Well, you're not saying. <laughs> and they, they, it's so fast. I, I get so nervous sometimes. So it's like, you know what? I need to pick that back up. I need to get into relearning Spanish. So I did a few months of of sort of, what was it? I think Babbel or there's an app called Babbel or something like that. So I did a little bit of that and then I fell off. But <laughs> one thing that has, that I've, I've like kind of fallen in love with that I've been dedicated to is learning sort of uh, video editing with Final Cut and things like that. And uh, having to do learn logic as well, which is like audio and everything um, was as a work, audio work something or what there's a proper name for it, which I've forgotten, (laughs) but I've been learning how to use those also in a performer's aspect because a lot of the stuff is moving to virtual. So I don't want, you know, if I'm going to sing and and dance at home and, and, and do all of this stuff, I want to know that the product that I'm giving out is really good. So I've been kind of learning how to navigate that many, many YouTube videos. <laughs> I think I think my husband had like a, a final cut uh final cut basic training uh software thing that he had gotten from somebody. So I learned all of that and and kind of just learning how to put those together. So that's that's why the the COVID commercials that I did on my <laughs> on my Facebook and Instagram were it became a treat for me to do because not only was I kind of putting this stuff together in logic and 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 things like that, but I was also putting together the videos and stuff so that I am able to do that 
on my own, you know, instead of, I think I used to pay somebody to put my demos and things together. And now I, I do it all myself. So that is, that is one accomplishment I think that I did. (laughs) That's huge. And it's, it's like you said, the industry so much is going to be virtual going Mm -hmm. forward. I think self tapes are going to be a bigger part of auditioning going forward. Why, why sit at Pearl for 10 hours when you can sit in your living room and watch videos? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, I remember those 10 hour Pearl days, my non-ec days. I would, I'd be there forever. And then as soon, I think as soon as I became equity and I I got an agent, I was like, I never want to stay at Pearl for more than an hour. So that that's probably the only diva thing I've ever done is be like, I don't and tell me what time to be there. I'll be there. I'll be there five minutes early. <laughs> Just tell me what time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those days are brutal. <laughs> oh gosh. I just uh I think there was one time I stayed at Pearl. A friend of mine had told me about an audition for hairspray. And I was like, great. And I go in and then I see a lot of short Caucasian, a sort of heavy set girls in the room. And I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be Let me read this breakdown a little bit more. And of course, they were looking for Tracy Turnblad. So I kind of learned my lesson about making sure to read the whole thing and not just listen to your friend. <laughs> yes, I, I hope those days are behind us. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. And like learning lighting. Who would have ever thought, like, I, I, I love our lighting technicians in every show. I, the crew always hands down. I adore my crew, no matter who, no matter where. I adore every single one of them because they always are there to help us look good and sound good and perform the show. I never really knew what all went into lighting. I know there's a board, there's programs, <laughs> there's ellipsoidals. <laughs> I never knew, oh, I need a light here, I need a light here, and I need to make sure this is here, and I need something to put on the back so that the back is lit. And I'm like... Now I know these things. Now I know, okay, to see me properly on a camera for a Zoom presentation, I know what lights I need. I know that this ring light will work here. I know I need daylight. I know like it's just so much to learn about about the things I had no clue about. <laughs> <I guess>. mm. <laughs> so much still to learn, still to learn as well. But I, I I'm grateful for these times that I am able to learn and sort of put it into into work, you know, going forward, especially in this virtual world. So now that you have all this knowledge about filming, mm-hmm. do you have any sense about how Titanic will be filmed? I know there will be several cameras. Um and that's all I know. <laughs> And it will you will be performing live. We will be over performing the three live. Yes, yes, we will be performing live. Um, as far as I know, I think uh, it's going to be like I said, concert style. But I think there's going to be some movement and different specials, probably in action and things like that that they're working out. But it's still very TBD. <laughs> I think once they get in the space and once we get everybody in there, they'll kind of know, okay, this is what we want to get. And this is what we want to get. And like I said, luckily they, they've all done it before. So they know the key moments. They know, you know, when this needs to be here and that. So it's going to be, it's going to be good uh, for those who have 
have seen it because they're going to do some changes and there's going to be some some different material. But for those who haven't seen it as well, it's going to be an amazing and wonderful time. <laughs> it looks like an absolute hoot. Yes. I, as someone who grew up madly in love with the movie Titanic, ah. I saw it like 14 times at the cinema. <laughs> very well, you're excited. going to get every joke in there, I tell you. I, You know what's funny? I have not seen, I did not see Titanic until I think after I stopped doing ships. Like I would see parts of the movie. I know. I know. It was Greece. Greece was like Wait. that for me too. I Greece was like I'm I'm such a late person. It's that's how I am. Greece I didn't see until I got to college. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sorry guys. Uh but Titanic uh, mainly because they said uh, they always said it was like bad luck to watch Titanic on a ship, but I'm like, I don't want to test that theory. <laughs> That is so fair. I never, I never really watched the whole thing until after I stopped. And then I finally watched it all the way through and saw all the way through. And I'm like, oh, there's plenty of plenty of room on that door. There's plenty. <laughs> plenty, Rose. Plenty of room. And so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, now that I've seen the whole thing, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> But I'm I'm excited I'm excited to to be a part of this sort of Titanic Celine Dion love child, which is exactly what this is. It is the love child. As a child of the '90s, I am beside myself. Yeah. <laughs> As well, you should be. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> And I know children of the 20s, I don't know what they call themselves, I guess Gen Z, but I know Lightning Thief has a huge following and I would be completely remiss if I didn't ask, is there going to be a pro shot or some kind of (laughs) film version released of the Broadway musical? I have no idea as far as like what they're going to do with that. Uh, I will, disclaimer... say if you search for slime tutorials on youtube you never know what you'll get that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> disclaimer good, good to know so you know just check those out <laughs> and you never know <laughs> What what amazing things you can find on the internet? I mean, YouTube is amazing. Uh, the the yeah, that slime tutorial is it's quite it's it's quite interesting. So that's all quite magical. Yeah. <laughs> was Lightning Thief ever? Uh, was it filmed? Uh, like, was it? Did it get a pro shot? It. We had. I think right when we were about to open in Chicago for the tour, they did uh, a be real. Um, sort of recording, but I think all we got were some photos. I think we got a couple of photo shots, and they got the commercial put together for it. But we never, we never got a chance to see the whole thing, which is in part I feel for me, good and bad because good. <laughs> well, I'll say bad because I would have loved to have seen it, and I'll say good because at that point I still didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> at that point in the show i had no idea uh because as i said like they're they're half of the cast 
had already done it before. So they kind of, you know, it was like muscle memory for them and they were, you know, kind of dealing with so, a, a few new situations. But uh, for Ryan, Jarrell and I, we were just lost as <laughs> We were just doing good to get out on stage with all our at that point. Uh, but yeah, I think maybe about a good, let's see, Chicago was January. I think some somewhere around February, mid-February, I finally got a hold of developing the characters, and, you know, kind of knowing what I was doing and, and really, really getting to perform. So I think it took some time to get in the groove because there were, like I said, there's so much material when, with that show, you're, you're basically, what are you doing? You're, you're getting ready to go on, you go on, you do your thing, you go, you push something off, you take your wig off, you change it and you come back and it's like never ending. It's constant, 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 constant. So there was a lot of information. (laughs) Pick up this plinth, move it over here, (laughs) roll this one over there, make sure you get killed by the Minotaur, roll out. (laughs) Now change everything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah it's, uh, yeah <laughs> this one I, there won't be as much Titanic won't be as much things going on as many things going on excuse me uh but I think it'll it'll still have that kind of feel of like all right let me make sure I know what I'm doing <laughs> dive in head yes, first yes, yes exactly exactly there to speak exactly. on, on the oh yeah Unintentional pun, but I like it. <laughs> bravo, bravo, well done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I have a series of questions that I ask all my guests. Okay. What is your favorite musical? Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> it's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's between Fela and Once on This Island. I have to say. Yeah. And Fela was filmed live it, yes. um, at the National Theater. Yes. yes. I wish Once on This Island had been filmed. I know. I know. And mm. I have several friends that were in the last, uh, the last the revival. revival. Yeah. So it was, yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. <laughs> what do you love about them? Um, I love, first of all, that it's great representation of me and, and myself and my people. And I think the story is so amazing, especially for once on this island. The the story is so magical and amazing. It's heartbreaking, but it's it's there's still like an element of sort of truth and feeling in in it. Uh, the music itself is just outrageous. I don't know how Lashans did it. I don't know. <laughs> it's I mean because there it's up there, <laughs> um, but I, it was it, it's there's there's just so many wonderful wonderful parts of it. And then with Fela, actually the reason why I love that musical is nonstop and Fela Kuti's music. I actually got to know prior to the show coming out. So I had known it for a while and I'd known a little bit of his story, but to be able to see it on stage and to see, you know, kind of like, again, the great parts about it and the heartache about it and the the realness of it, it just, it just made it, it that much more. And I, I'm not going to lie. I love to see us on stage. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. I love to see us on stage. 
So it always makes me just genuinely happy. And, and th- that's those two, just my absolute favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yay. And I, my hope is that, you know, when Broadway reopens, mm-hmm. that we see more people of color, yes. more yes. Asian Americans, yes. more just everybody we're done with white people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've seen Everybody. plenty of straight white men yes yes. Let's, let's, um, yes 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 let's see a little bit more variety yeah i'm excited yes, for please. that too yeah. <laughs> yeah do you have a favorite filmed live musical do i have i seen any i think the only filmed live when i've seen is hamilton <laughs> I'm so, you can say I'll say Hamilton. <laughs> yes, Hamilton. Hamilton is my favorite live film. Yes, we'll go with that. <laughs> I have nothing to compare it to. <laughs> Filmed theater mm-hmm. is some. It's not quite theater because it's not the in-person experience, but it's not quite a film either. Mm-hmm. So, what should we call it? Film theater should be called virtual theater. <laughs> Virtue theater? Uh, um, uh, ah, yeah. Like I kind of like virtue theater. I, maybe it'll be a different genre. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll have a hold auditions for that. Because uh, I think I'm getting pretty good at that. I, the virtue theater. I've actually just finished doing um, our second old lace with Sharon Playhouse. Uh, we just finished recording it the other day. We recorded it over Zoom, and it just lets you know like how many things need to be in place in order to do it. And there's just so many elements you don't think about until you have to do it. So I think with the filmed theater, uh, I, yeah, I can only imagine what that crew looks like. <laughs> I can only- can only imagine what a day in the life that would be. Uh, yeah, or virtue theater. <laughs> I like that. Where do you stand on bootlegs? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> I kind of stand. <laughs> I kind of float. I don't, <laughs> I don't really have a stand yet. Uh, mainly because um, I do understand. Like there are things and elements that need to be preserved and there are rights and, and things like that. But at like $150 a ticket for some folks, not a lot of people get exposed to it, you know? So, um, so when, when there is a bootleg (laughs) and it just happens to fall into your visual, I can't say that I'm absolutely mad at it. But I do understand like rights reserved and, and, you know, people put this stuff, you know, together in order to, to get their story out there, but they do it to make money too. Like, (laughs) but in this day and age with, with, with all of the cultures and, and, and all of the arts so scarce, uh, I feel like it's important to, for, to, for everybody to be able to kind of get a chance to see it, get a chance to be a part of it. And, you know, like I said, like Hamilton being able to be watched by everybody, most likely at like a thousand dollars a ticket, people aren't going to be able to pay that. So, you know, it was nice that Disney, you know, went through that and it wasn't so much bootleg as opposed to release for the masses, uh, which I, I agree. I feel like everybody should be able to do that. But um, bootlegs just, you know, 
<laughs> Great answer. Yeah. It, it is a very compl- it's a complicated. It's complicated. Thing. It really is yeah. because I see both sides of the argument uh, of of you know as far as like being able to res- preserve and reserve these things, but at the same time, you know, people need to see it. You know, the, those that aren't able to 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 pay so much for a ticket. So, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> What stage musicals do you wish had been filmed? <sighs> well, Fela. And, well, no, you said Fela, Fela was filmed. That's right. That's yeah. right. Once on the Silent Revival. <laughs> <laughs> um, what other stage? I'm trying to think of like my theater experience. I, I, this, I, I, it's so bad. Like I, as a musical theater kid, have only seen so many Broadway shows. I haven't seen that many. I'm so I, I used to tell people I'm probably the most non-musical theater musical theater person you've ever met. <laughs> it's hard when you're busy in the show. Right, right. And, or you're like out to see. Like it's a little difficult to go and see some things. Um I'm trying to think though. I uh uh what shows have I seen that is Wicked Wicked's out, right? Wicked, wicked. Not, no, not is a the stage show hasn't the been stage filmed, show and there's hasn't a been film filmed. that's like no, and there's a a movie version that's been like in the works for like ten years. Oh and it's, goodness gracious! They, they need to just film the making... film the stage play. It'd just be so much easier. Thank you. They, it just I completely it agree. really really would <laughs> just wicked wicked when I when I finally got a chance to see it. Yeah, because that was another one that I hadn't seen <laughs> until after everybody else. Um, I feel like that's a fun, it's, it's a great story as well. The music is amazing and the characters are awesome too. Like it's something that everybody needs to get a chance to see. So I kind of wish Wicked. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm totally with you on that one. (laughs) (laughs) What would you like to see filmed in the future? Hum, hum, hum. What's coming up? I'm trying to think. Uh, What do we have coming up? I'm trying to think. I know I've, I've I have briefly seen like through my email <laughs> shows that are in the work. I mean, I would love the Lightning Thief to be filmed. <laughs> I know there are many fans that agree with you. <laughs> I would. Love- it's one that pops up all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like people are like, "Where where is the Lightning Thief pro shot?" Right, right. I would love 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 for that, but I I understand that there's a lot there's a lot of things that are kind of in the works. They did release the rights though, uh, so that now the high schools can do it and everybody can do it. So I'm sure I'm sure somebody might get some bootlegs or something. <laughs> <laughs> some high school performances somewhere but i would love i would love the lightning thief to to definitely be be one of those shows yeah i think yeah <laughs> yeah Oh, Jalen, this has been so much Yay! fun. Thank you for sharing your light and your warmth. It's Aww. always a pleasure to, to chat with you. Yay. Where can we find you online? You can find me uh, at Jalen Steele. I'm on Facebook and uh, Instagram, Jalen the Entertainer. There's, I think, some underscores in between each word. So <laughs> Jalen the Entertainer, you can find <laughs> me there. Uh, on Twitter, I haven't touched it in so long, I'm embarrassed to say so. <laughs> I probably only have like five followers anyway, so don't worry about it. But Instagram and Facebook, you can definitely find me out. And my Facebook page, uh, Jalen Steele. Uh, I'll have all of the upcoming events on there as well. 
So yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> and we'll have links to that, to those pages in the show notes. And make sure to check out Titanic, the Maiden Voyage concert on May 2nd. And tickets are available from Stellar Tickets. And there will be links to that in the show notes. Jalen, thank you again. And thanks for listening. Filmed Live Musicals is a labor of love, and we'd like to thank everyone who makes it possible. Thank you to our patrons, Josh Brandon, Mercedes Esteban, Rachel Esteban, James T. Lane, David Negrin, Jesse Rabinowitz and Brenda Goodman, Al Monaco, David and Catherine Rabinowitz, and Beck Twist for your support. If you'd like to support Filmed Live Musicals, please like and review on your podcast app, find us on Twitter at Musicals on Screen, and on Facebook at Filmed Live Musicals. If you'd like to support the site financially, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash musicals on screen. No matter what level you're able to pledge, you receive early access to written content and early access to this very podcast. Visit www.filmedlivemusicals.com to learn more. Thanks for listening.